Hey, what's up everybody? Whale Talk episode 5 here. Uh, again, WWE was not horrible this week. It was okay. A little stuff here and there, but let's jump right into it. Monday Night Raw. June 10th edition of Raw. Let's see. First episode after Super Showdown, so we get the aftermath, a little bit of that. Seth Rollins comes out to kick off the show. Rollins has a steel chair in his hand. I guess that's his new weapon of choice. You know, Triple H has a sledgehammer. Seth's got the steel chair. Not as cool. Not as cool. It's still dented from uh, beating up Brock Lesnar. Gets on the mic and talks about how good it felt to beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar. Uh, Our favorite employee of Chili's comes out. The manager of Chili's, Baron Corbin, comes out. And he tells... Rollins, I hate to be worried about Corbin because Corbin's getting his rematch, his stomping ground, you know, the pay-per-view of rematches. But they changed it up. Corbin says there will be a special guest referee picked by Corbin because he does not trust any of the officials. Rollins is just like, it doesn't matter who you pick because he's going to stomp Corbin's head into the mat. Sami Zayn comes out and interrupts and says he's on Team Corbin on this one. Uh, Sammy is saying that being Universal Champion is not good for Seth Rollins. It creates a toxic cycle with him and Brock Lesnar. How Brock Lesnar does something to him, Seth does something to him. Sammy says he actually likes Rollins, so he's trying to help him. And he thinks it would be a better idea if Corbin's a champion. I thought this was kind of funny. Like, you know, I, I hate the whole Raw start off with a 99-minute promo, but uh, I really like Sammy's promo work. I think it's very good. Uh, Rollins and then is just like, all right, I've had enough of you, Sammy. Like both you guys are idiots. Owens comes out and then he's like, I agree with them too. Rollins tells Owens if he doesn't like what he's saying, Owens can come down to the ring and do something about it. Owens accepts Rollins' challenge and we, he Rollins goes up to the stage with a steel chair in hand, gives them all a stare down and goes up. I thought this was not that bad. Again, I'm a big fan of uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens right now. Corbin, they could be doing more with, but he's getting a TV time, so I guess that's not bad. Lars Sullivan showing backstage warming up for his match against the Lucha House Party because, you know, Lars Sullivan just beating up the Lucha House Party. It's going to be a three-on-one handicap elimination match, which at least is kind of different. And I'm going to tell you right now, I actually really enjoyed this match. I felt bad for the Lucha House Party. Because they got destroyed. But this was a good match, man. This was a beatdown. Lars starts off strong at the opening bell. He kicks all their asses. Lars singles out Kalisto. Drops him for the three count. Done. This man is eliminated in like two seconds. Which I'm like, damn, they took out Kalisto fast. Uh, Lars hits a running powerbomb on Lince Dorado for the three count. Done. Malik goes out to Sullivan. Him and Malik actually have a pretty good little match because Grand Match Malik is fucking awesome. But then that's it. Fucking uh, Lars basically he keeps slamming down Matalik with his finishers. Freak accident here, running power bomb shit. But he keeps picking him up. Lars goes outside and finishes off Kalisto for good. He fucking bad. He like military presses him or gorilla presses him on the fucking pinatas that are on the steel steps. That was nasty. Oh, what he did to fucking Dorado. He picked up Dorado and threw him headfirst into the pole on the ring post. Oh, it was bad. I was like, oh, man. Then back in the ring, he takes out Matalik again, hits the big flying headbutt for the win. 
And the winner is Lars Sullivan. I thought this was great. It made because I'm a big fan of Lars Sullivan. I think this guy could have some beast ass matches if he gets like the right opponent. Like I love his match with Aleister Black. That was a good match in NXT. Uh, his match with Catches Ono was good, but it was short. But uh, he's had some good matches. Oh fucking! I think they did. Yeah, Oni Lorcan versus fucking um. Uh, Lars was good. That was just a sh- two guys beating the shit out of each other. So I thought this was good, you know. Uh, sucks for the Lucha House Party. I feel like it could have been something, but I'm not a big fan of the Lucha House Party gimmick anyway. I like all the guys individually. They're all great. Lindsay Dorado is underrated. Kalisto's good. And Matt Halik is, like, a really good wrestler. He's, like, they're the reason they call him the king of the fucking ropes. He's really good. R-Truth and Carmella segment, basically they all get in an elevator, and I just see EC3, and I just, I'm very disappointed. This, this is some funny stuff, it's just, I hate seeing EC3 involved in this at all. Uh, we get a nice little thing, though, where they talk about EC3 and Drake Maverick, you know, uh, fucking Rockstar Spud, talk about him not being invited to the wedding, so at least they acknowledge they're, like, best friends. He even said, like, dude, we're best friends. Uh, they, they keep showing Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch talking backstage. Like, I'm like, okay, we get it. Uh, Michael Cole even refers Rollins as Becky's boyfriend. I thought this was stupid. I'm like, ugh. Uh, split screen interview between Becky and Lacey. Again, I'm not a fan of what the fuck Becky is doing these days. She's just so boring to me. Lacey plays her gimmick well, but this wasn't very good either. I thought this was okay. Like, I, usually Lacey's promos are pretty good. But this was just felt dry. Alexa Bliss is backstage telling Nikki Cross about how fake she thinks Bailey is. She says Bailey is only every time Alexa, I swear to God. <laughs> she says how Bailey is only nice to people who she wants something from, how she uses people the same way she used Sasha and all that stuff. Basically everything that Alexa is doing to Nikki is what Alexa's telling her. So I kind of like this storyline. At least it's something. I just hate that it's with Nikki Cross. I wanted Nikki Cross to be that creepy weirdo who just kills people. The Miz comes down to host Miz TV. His uh, special guest is the United States champion, Samoa Joe. Basically, the whole time, uh, Miz is, like, trolling him. about you know, hey, you didn't have to beat up Rey Mysterio. He gave you the title back. You should have just taken the title. And Joe's like, you got a problem? And then Miz is like, I don't like you. I don't like the way you keep going after uh, Ray's kid and his family. And Joe's like, oh, you don't like the way I'm going after family? Maybe I should go after yours. And you know Miz is taking that lightly after Shane <clears throat> started going after his dad and shit like that. This was actually not that bad. I actually thought this was a good little feud here. At least it's something different. Like I'll take Miz versus Joe. It's something completely different. Basically, Miz says Joe crossed the line. He's like, what are you going to do about it? Uh, Braun Strowman comes out and interrupts. He says he wants a U.S. title shot. Bobby Lashley comes out and he's like, nah, fuck that. He's not done with Strowman. So if anyone deserves a title shot, it's Big Bob. Ricochet interrupts and he wants a uh, title shot. I would love to see Ricochet and Joe. That would be a good-ass match. Cesaro excuse me, interrupts and he's like, I want a title match. Fuck this shit. He sucker punches Ricochet on stage. Joe, Miz, Braun, and Bobby all start brawling. Cesaro and, and Ricochet fight out outside the ring. But Braun ends up clearing house with the Miz which, and uh, and help from Ricochet. So I'm like, I'll take this. At least these are all different feuds that I would actually like to see. I would love to see Samoa Joe and Bobby. I would like to see Braun and Joe. I would like to see Ricochet and Joe. Joe and anybody's pretty good usually. So one second, I'm gonna take a water break.
took one early this time, man. Ooh. A lot of names came out, you know? Whew. Alrighty. So that leads to a match of Bobby Lashley, Cesaro, and Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman, Ricochet, and The Miz. Uh, this was not a good little tag team match here. Again, something different, which I'm like, whatever. I will take that. <clears throat> Ending goes with uh, Cesaro looks for the neutralizer on The Miz, but Miz escapes it, hits a squirrel question finale. Ricochet tags in and hits a 630 on Cesaro for the three count. I really hope Cesaro didn't get a knee injury because he put... Ricochet landed right on his fucking kneecaps. My boy turned into the bronze kneecap from Fairly Odd Parents. And you can tell this was legit. Like, Cesaro looked like he was in fucking pain. So I hope Cesaro's not injured because he's actually getting a decent little push right now. Having some really good matches with Ricochet. So uh, I got no problem with this. Baron Corbin is backstage for an interview where he talks about. Who he might pick as a special guest referee. Sami Zayn interrupts. He says he has an idea to tell Corbin in private. So he's pretty much picking Sammy at this point. Becky Lynch and Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Lacey Evans. Again, this was whatever. But it goes down to Alexa Bliss goes up for the Twisted Bliss. But Bailey gets her knees up. Lacey tags in. Hits the woman's right on Bailey for the three count. So I'm glad they gave Lacey and Alexa the win. Because I feel like Lacey really needs wins right now. Because this, this girl could be something good. She's really good. That fucking moonsault, that spring, double spring moonsault she does is fucking awesome. That too, she actually has a pretty good right hand with that women's right. I love how she always like ends up knocking everybody out with it. Uh, backstage, Sami Zayn approaches uh, Shane McMahon in his office backstage. Sami says that he should be the special guest referee for tonight's match between Rollins and Owens, like an audition, basically, to say, hey, I should be the referee for the stomping ground match. Shane tells Sammy that he could be the special guest ref, and basically have a second set of eyes on everything. Paul Heyman comes out to the ring, and I was like, oh, my God, are we going to get Brock, like, 600 times in a row? Sadly, we did not. I actually have been enjoying seeing Brock Lesnar on my television all the time. But basically, he comes out. He talks about for uh, Brock's decision not to cash in money in the bank yet. Heyman says Lesnar will choose any day he wants. You know, he could beat up Rollins any day he wants. Basically, um, says that Rollins got lucky by hitting Brock with the steel chair. He's not worthy of the universal title. Basically, there's not going to be no more Mr. Nice Brock. It's going to be a surprise, and he says no one's going to see Brock Lesnar doing it. Basically, uh, he also says... <clears throat> That Brock's going to beat the crap out of Rollins so mad. It's going to violate the PG era. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, backstage, 24-7 uh, champion are still talk, stuck in the fucking um, elevator. Our truth calls Drake Maverick Hornswoggle, which I'm like, ouch. That hurts. <laughs> I understand he's short, but come on. The I Koenigs uh, are defending their tag team titles against a couple of schmucks. It's the Iconics versus Enhancement Talent 1 and 2. The two local wrestlers from San Jose. Uh, Billy starts off with a kick to one of the jobbers. Peyton tags in for the double team. Peyton continues the offense. A couple knee strikes here and there. Tag in. Bam. Three. They hit the little tag finish. The whole, like, uh, bronze kneecap. And the Iconics win a match against jobbers because that's the only, only people they can beat. Jobbers, like themselves. Sad, though, because I really like these girls. They're great. Interview with the... Big dog, Roman Reigns. Ooh. Talks about uh, 
Roman basically says how he's going to bounce back. And the first name on his list is Drew McIntyre, baby. Going to get the shield back together. Uh, let's see. Uh, McIntyre. McIntyre comes out the ring to, uh, with the bagpipes, you know, got the full grand entrance. We got casual McIntyre here. Basically, him and Shane are just celebrating. This segment was kind of whatever. It was kind of boring. But it was just funny to see McIntyre out there kind of like that. Kind of brought me back to a little bit of the old days. I'm like, oh, God, I remember McIntyre and 3MB being funny. But I was like, no, we need, we need serious McIntyre. Fuck this shit. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins versus the Usos and the Revival for the Tag Team Champions. I'm pretty sure this is Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins' first defense on TV, so... Uh, great match here. I actually really, really like this match. But basically, the Revival takes control of this one early as the fight, you know, goes on the ringside. They throw the champs into the barricades, back in the ring. Jimmy Uso tags himself in, cleans house. Hawkins tags himself in on Dawson. Hawkins and Jimmy start brawling out there. Ryder tags himself in, hits a double tag team on Jimmy for the two count. Jay tags in, super kick party to everybody. Jay hits a splash on Ryder, but Dawson tags himself in when he didn't see it. Steals the pin on Ryder, and we have new tag team champions. The Revival, two-time Raw tag team champions. I don't know, man. This is just really disappointing me. Like, I really like the Revival. They're legit one of the best tag teams WWE has to offer. But, oh, man. Like, you didn't even give Zach and fucking Kerr Hawkins a chance, man. Like, I love these guys. I think they're great. I'm a big, big fan of both these guys. Like, you would have gave them, you know, the old tag team theme. You know, Hawkins and Ryder. Like, you could have made them seriously, but... They, they just felt like two guys that just won nothing. Like, these guys have a great fucking history of being, like, the youngest tag team, like, ever and all that shit. And you just did nothing with it. So, that kind of upset me. I'm like, whatever. Bray Wyatt's uh, Firefly Funhouse. Uh, he has a sign next to the door that says, Abandon Hope. Ye who exit here, which I'm like, what the fuck? He's wearing a clown nose. He ends up tasting blood from Rambling Rabbit. Rambling Rabbit teases he's going to say everything that's been happening here, and Bray just ends up killing him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I thought, that was, I thought this was a really good segment. Again, the Firefly Funhouse is fucking amazing. Main event time. It is Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Uh, Sami Zayn is a special guest. Um... Ringside Enforcer. So, this is a... Again, I really like the matches usually between Owens and Rollins. This is a pretty good match. But I'll, I'll go straight to the end. <clears throat> Owens rolls up Rollins from behind for the two count. Rollins dumps out Owens to the outside. Hits a suicide dive. Then he hits Sammy in the process, too, because Sammy was uh, in there. Rollins takes Owens back to the ring for the curse stomp. Rollins pins, but Sammy pulls out the other referee. Then they're in a shouting match. Sammy complains to the referee about Rollins hitting him. Rollins grabs Sammy by the shirt, and Sammy calls for the DQ. The winner by DQ, Kevin Owens. Uh, Rollins looks like he's busted open in the eye, too, after the match. Rollins beats the crap out of Sammy until Baron Corbin interrupts. Corbin attacks Rollins from behind. Corbin gets the steel chair, brings it back to the ring before Corbin can use it. Rollins kicks Corbin down, sends him to the ringside. Rollins then drops Sammy and nails him with the steel chair, and he just starts beating the shit out of Sammy Zayn. Basically, Rollins is yelling at Corbin, saying, this is going to be you right here. And there it is. Uh, Rollins holds up the universal title, and basically he's like Rollins against everybody. So, again, not a horrible Raw. It was all right. There were some good points. 
like uh, Rollins versus uh, Kevin. I would have liked to see a like an actual match match, but it's cool. Uh, good promos by Sami Zayn. The Lars stuff was actually really great. I actually really enjoyed that fucking beatdown. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like, oh, whatever. Uh, Miss TV segment was pretty okay too. The tag team match that followed it was not bad. But yeah, let's us uh, skip pound to Smack If Down. SmackDown opens up with another promo, another episode of Miz TV, back-to-back. Basically, uh, he is being forced to have Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre and Elias on Miz TV, which I thought was kind of cool, because he's like, like, hey, fuck this shit, you're going to interview us. Basically, you know, Shane's coming at him saying, you're a fucking loser, everything you've earned, you've had to use people, you've never earned anything in a thing. Uh, Miz gets fired up and basically, uh, cause fucking, uh, Shane keeps coming at his potato ass dead. So Shane's like, all right, I'm going to give you a chance to have the match of a lifetime. Like you were a rematch. <laughs> Shane says, if you beat Elias and beat Drew McIntyre, you can have a match with me right tonight. So we get to it. The Miz versus Elias. Very disappointed. This match was like not even five minutes and the Miz beat Elias. Like he was a jobber. Like, I like Elias, but, like, you don't got to make him look like that, man. That's crazy. Like, I understand what they're trying to do, but, like, you know, basically Elias is just regarded to a gimmick at this point. He's just, he comes out, he's a gimmick. He's safe. He's going to get booed. He's going to get cheered no matter what. But I still think you should take the guy a little seriously. Like, losing to the Miz in, like, less than five minutes is not a great way to take a heel seriously. You know what I mean? But Shane and Drew are sitting at ringside. Elias starts off strong. Whoa, whoa, traffic. Uh, basically, go to the end. Elias goes up for the flying elbow, but Elias misses, crashes into the mat. Miz immediately fights with the skull crushing finale. Three count. Really short match, man. But then we get a pretty much one-sided beat done, which, oh, they almost scared me. I really thought they were going to have the Miz beat Drew McIntyre. But basically, McIntyre just beats the piss out of the Miz. Miz starts to come back a little bit, but then he gets distracted by Shane. Drew takes control again. Claymore kick, done. Miz is eliminated. He's done. After the match, Shane gets on the mic. He's like, you know what? I really like the fire that you had. You know what? We're going to have the match. Then we get Shane McMahon versus the Miz, and Miz's third match of the night. Shane is beating the shit out of Miz while he's down. Miz starts to fight back a little bit, but then Shane chokes him out. With the triangle for the finish. And then Shane's just beating the shit out of him. Again, there's rumors of where they're leading to with this storyline. I really hope it doesn't happen. Which is Shane becoming WWE champion or something. I don't know. Like, I like Shane as a heel. I think it's funny. But I hate that everything revolves around him now. Like, Raw and SmackDown is the Shane show now. Which I hate. That's why I hate the stupid wildcard rule. At least it could have, like, saved us from something. So, I don't know. I, I, I really don't think Shane should be WWE champion or even Universal champion or something, but I don't know. Like, I like Shane. Like, I don't want to shit on Shane, but I don't know. Tony DeVille and Mandy Rose exchange words with Ember Moon, and then uh, I guess they end up breaking Ember Moon's switch. Ember Moon's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Ember Moon. It's sad. This woman is so fucking talented, and she's just like an afterthought. SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan come out. Or, sorry, just Rowan. Two enhancement talents are in the world having these cardboard titles of YOLO County. I thought this was kind of funny. 
And then Brian says this will be a title unification match, which I'm like, yo, this is great. Heavy Machinery comes out, says Brian and Rowan are ducking them, basically saying we we issued you a challenge like a couple weeks ago. Brian says they haven't heard earned anything here, and basically says they'll have to beat Yolo County Tag Team Champions first. Uh, Heavy Machinery versus Jobbers off Yolo County. Well, this was a good little thing. I like I like I like I like I actually like squash matches when they're done right. No, this is great. Uh, Tucker starts off with being a shadow. I really like heavy machinery, too. Otis hits the caterpillar. Tucker tags in. They hit him with the fucking compactor. Like, I really like the the offense of the heavy machinery. Rowan looks like he wants to hit the ring after the match, but Brian holds him back saying, dude, let's get the fuck out of here. Um... R-Truth is telling Carmella backstage about the 7-Eleven championship, or how it's ruined his life, but he can't seem to let go of it. He just loves it so much, but he hates it at the same time. Uh, Carmella has a match that's next, but Tom Tell Truth gets up and he locked in the box because Carmella's telling him to hide in the box. Uh, Jinder Mahal is mocking Carmella's voice to tell him he's going to help. <laughs> I don't know. This was kind of funny. We get Sonya Deville versus Carmella. I'm glad to see Sonya Deville wrestle more. I really like Sonya Deville and Mandy, but Sonya Deville is awesome. I think she's really good in the ring. Mandy Rose is at ringside. Sonya starts it off strong with flurry of strikes on Carmella. I don't know when this feud just whatever took over, whatever. Uh, to the end is Carmella kicks Mandy down to the floor, but they gave Sonya time to recover. When Carmella gets back up, uh, Sonya hits her with a fucking uh, running shining wizard for the win. Three, three, three. Sonya Deville gets the win. I'm okay with that. Uh, Nikki Cross walks into Alexa Bliss's locker room. Alexa says that she has bad news for her. And Alexa says that Bailey and her fans have been saying shit to Nikki about Nikki Cross. And basically, <laughs> she shows like Bailey, I think, has her blocked on Twitter or something. So basically, she's trying to amp up Nikki Cross to beat the shit out of Bailey. All three members of the New Day come back to make Big E's return official. Now that he is back full time, I'm like, cool, I miss Big E. Uh, Woods says they need to hurry the fuck up to this match so they can return to E3, which had a lot of great announcements, by the way. Uh, basically, we get up to, it's going to turn into a six-tag team match. Uh, everybody comes out. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler comes out. It should have been me. Uh, Zayn says that what Woods did was unacceptable because Woods ended up cheating in the Super Showdown match against Ziggler. Ziggler kicked him first, but again, Woods should not be getting involved in the match. So I'm like, Kofi cheated, bro. Kofi is a big phony. So basically, it would be, the, yeah, and they're talking about the rematch. It would be Kofi and Ziggler at Stomping Grounds in the Steel Cage. Bailey does an interview saying she didn't do any of that shit, but consider the source coming from Alexa Bliss. Basically, you know, uh, Alex Black cuts an awesome fucking promo. He's just like yelling at the fucking door. Someone, please fight me. I want someone to fight me. He's done asking nicely. He just wants a fight, which I'm like, this is great. I actually do love this gimmick about he just wants to fight somebody, but nobody wants to step up, which I'm telling you, Shin, make Shin babyface again. This would be an awesome way to get both guys noticed. Those guys could have some killer matches. Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Uh, good little match here. Nikki Cross sets it off with Strong. Stocks it off Strong in the opening moments. Uh, fight spills out ringside. Back in the ring. Nikki comes. 
continues the offense on Bailey, basically beating the crap out of her. Bailey goes up the top of the rope, though, hits the flying elbow. I guess she's using that as a finishing end, and gets a three count. Alexa helps Nikki to her feet, and basically they go... Damn, Alexa. Jenna Mahal is backstage looking for R-Truth, and basically they tell him, dude, we already packed up. We're on the we're on the next show. R-Truth's at Monday Night Raw, even though he was actually right there the whole time. Apollo Crews is backstage with an interview saying how Andrade beat the crap out of him last week before the match even started. Apollo says the first opportunity he's going to get, he's going to beat the crap out of Andrade. Selena Vega interrupts and warns Cruz not to provoke Andrade because he's on a whole other level. Uh, Cruz turns around and then Chad Gable is like writing something down. I really hate Chad Gable's haircut, man. I really miss the long hair. But Chad Gable just had an awesome debut match in 205 Live against Jack Gallagher. That was a great fucking match. Everyone should go check that out. That was actually really good. The whole episode of 205 Live was actually really good. Even the guys keep saying this is one of our best episodes. Like I said, I watched 205 Live. I'm actually watching it as I'm doing this. Uh, fucking, I actually have it paused right now. But I actually really do enjoy 205 Live. New Day versus uh, Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, and Sami Zayn. A decent match here. Not too bad. Uh, It's good to see uh, Ziggler in action. I really do enjoy seeing Ziggler when I can. But let's get to the end of it. (sighs) Biggie and Ziggler get the hot tags. Biggie comes in. You know, belly-to-belly comeback. Uh, Biggie runs to the rope. Hits the running splash. Dolph rolls out. Biggie goes to hit the big spear. Ziggler blocks it with a knee. Ziggler looks for a super kick, but Biggie blocks it, picks up Ziggler, Kofi tags in, they look for the double tag team, but Ziggler breaks free, runs back to the corner. Sammy tags in, Kofi still thinks Dolph is legal, then Sammy gets involved, Kofi ducks the super kick from Ziggler, and Ziggler accidentally kicks Sammy. Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise on Ziggler, then he gets back up, hits Trouble in Paradise on Sammy, and gets the three count. I really did not think the New Day needed to win this match, but I guess they did because they came back together. I really would have rather had the other guys win because how many times, even Kofi brought up in his promo, he's beat Ziggler. He's beat Sammy like a million times. He's beat Kevin like a million times. Like he's making these guys look like losers. Especially Sammy. Like I hate that the guy gets treated like this. Gets good TV time, but he's just out here taking L's like it's nothing. Like I would. Would have put feuding Sammy with fucking Seth, actually. I think that would be a lot more entertaining. But, yeah, that was SmackDown in a nutshell. Again, I think Raw was actually a better show than SmackDown, but that's just me. Oh, then we move in. Mm, that good shit. You know what I love. NXT. NXT was a three-match show. And we started off with Io Shirai and Candice LeRae versus Jessamyn Duke and Maria Shafir. Jessamyn Duke is scary. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. Jessamyn Duke kind of scares the crap out of me. She just looks scary, bro. So she just like beats me up for no reason. But Maria Shafir, though. Who, Roddy? Roderick Strong is one lucky son of a bitch. But at least they're getting better. When they first debuted, I thought they were both kind of trash. But I actually am a big fan of Shafir. I feel like she has a lot of upside. I feel like she just has a good, like, explosive, uh, and um, Jessamyn Duke's offense is getting a little better. But EO finally gets a tag. Uh, Candice LeRae, I really got nothing to say. But I told you, I'm not a really big fan of Candice LeRae's wrestling. Like, I like her as a person, but... Mm. 
EO finally got the hot tag. The crowd erupted. Uh, Shirai decked Duke, which is just... <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. Decked Duke with a couple of clotheslines. Followed up with a 619. Shirai connected with a dropkick and then stomped in Duke's elbow, how Baszler does to all the people. Baszler gets really pissed off uh, at ringside. Shirai hits Duke with the double knees and then made her way to the top rope. Shayna dragged Duke out of the ring and then turned around into the moonsault. She moonsaults both of them. Candice took out Duke and Shafir with a suicide dive. Shirai launched herself into Shayna. Basically, she's trying to kill this woman. The referee calls for the bell. It's a double DQ. Basically, it's thrown out. EO threw Baszler Baszler over the barricade, beat the crap out of her. Shafir and Duke teamed up on LeRae and beat her down the entrance ramp. Candice managed to fight back as Baszler launched herself, launched uh, EO into the steel barricade. WWE officials break up the fight. You just keep hearing the let them fight, let them fight. But I love the fucking um, fire that uh, EO showed in this. It's going to lead to something. I did see the spoilers, but I'm not going to talk about it until it happens. That's how I do. But I'm very fucking happy what's going to happen with EO. That's all I could say. Next match, we have a fucking great, great, great wrestling match here. Kushida versus Drew Gulak. I'm a big fan of Kushida. He's definitely one of my New Japan favorites back in the day. He also has been. And Drew Gulak is one of the most underrated talent this company has. Like, this dude's great. I thought this dude is awesome since I saw him in the Cruiserweight Classic. Like, he's just so good. He's good at promos. He's a fucking amazing submission wrestler. He's got great moves. Like, I don't know why Gulak hasn't taken off or, like, just because he's kind of short, probably. But this guy is a great fucking heel. He's great. But this was the second match between them. The first match uh, was all mat wrestling. And uh, Kushida caught Gulak by, uh, you know, by luck, basically saying. So this is a submission match, a strictly submission match. But uh, these this match was just fucking great, like. Really good mat wrestling, really good moves here and there. But Kushida got uh, Gulak in an ankle lock, but Drew countered into an ankle lock of his own in the middle of the ring. Kushida broke free. Both superstars battle on. Uh, Kushida hit Gulak with her Karana, and both men tumbled into the ring. Gulak and Kushida traded shots. Kushida took control. Kushida lugged Gulak, uh, applied the hoverboard lock for the submission win, and uh, both guys shook hands and like, hey, we had a really good match. I thought this was great. Match is the Undisputed Era. Uh, Bobby shit. Bobby. Bobby shit. <laughs> Bobby shitting. Uh, Bobby Fish comes out in the arm sling, but we got Kyle and fucking um, Roderick Strong, which, again, Roddy is fucking on a whole nother level. This whole group is on a whole nother level. Versus uh, one and two, uh, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. This is a great fucking match. But we'll get to the end. Roderick Strong tagged in, uh, litting up Oni with a fury of chops, beating the shit out of this man. Strong followed up with a backbreaker, of course. Uh, O'Reilly tagged back then. O'Reilly hit Oni Lorcan with a big uh, shining wizard. Strong tagged back in. Strong applied uh, the headlock. Lorcan was trying to definitely get the tag. Strong let go and knocked off Birch off the apron. Tagging in uh, O'Reilly back. O'Reilly connected with a nice knee drop off the top rope. A nice King Kong knee drop. They continue to get the offense. This match was a lot of undisputed error. But to the end, Birch leveled strong with a big old drop kick. Followed up with an explorer suplex. O'Reilly tagged in. Uh, Birch quickly goes for the crossface. 
Strong broke it up. O'Reilly hit Birch with a lariat. Sick lariat. Both teams trading strikes. As Jackson Riker is fucking coming up. I'm like, what the fuck? It's fucking Gunner. Uh, Riker took out the WWE official who's holding him back with a big old choke slam. Roger Strong got distracted by that shit. Birch rolled up strong from behind. And uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch got a big win. Probably the biggest win of their career. Uh, again, NXT is always great. Two great fucking matches. Uh, got a lot of good time. All people I like. So, tuh. Also, the promo for Damian Priest, a.k.a. Punishment Martinez. I'm not a big fan of the gimmick switch, but so far, he looks great. So, I, I'm hoping. NXT usually doesn't let me down, so. I'm hoping it's going to be good, but I'm a big, big, big fan of Punishment Martinez. I always thought it was a shame he never won the Ring of Honor World Championship. Even some of the matches he had in New Japan. I remember that match he first had with Goto. I think that was his New Japan debut. That shit was amazing. Everyone should look that up. That was a great match. But uh, talking about a little bit of New Japan news, that's WWE in a nutshell. Again, it was okay. Again, NXT is always the fucking highlight. 205 Live was very good. Everyone should go check that out. But uh, let's talk about New Japan. New Japan has announced the blocking, A block and B block for... uh, the G1 Climax, which I cannot fucking wait for. Now, let's get to it. A Block is uh, Kazuchika Okada, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, the Brain Maker. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Okada has put on some great fucking performances when he was a uh, IWGP Champion before. I still remember his, uh, I think it was like two years ago. I felt bad for this guy of all the beatings he took. Uh, Zach Saba Jr., uh, this guy's been on a fucking roll. He's beaten such big names. He's beaten Tanahashi multiple times. Like, this guy's on a roll. He's beating Kota Ibushi. He's tapped him out. He tapped out fucking Ishii. What the fuck? Nobody taps out Ishii. So, Zach Saber, definitely look forward to him and Okada. Of course, A Block, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the fucking ace himself. What's there to say? It's fucking Hiroshi Tanahashi. Kota Ibushi. Evil Sonata. Hopefully, we could get another Evil Sonata match. I love when they do that shit. Bad Luck Fale. Will Ospreay is in the fucking A Block uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship champion. Uh, Will Ospreay is probably going to do really good in this tournament. I could actually see him fucking winning, believe it or not. I could actually see him winning. But we'll get into my pick for who's going to win the G1 Climax in a bit. But Will Ospreay has fucking moved to Japan. That's how serious he's dedicated. Like, he even said, like, I'm here to stay. Everyone's left. Push me. Like, I even said this guy's getting pushed. And there's going to be the New Japan debut of Kenta, a.k.a. Hideo Itami. And he's an A-block. I cannot wait to see fucking Kenta versus Tanahashi. Kenta and Okada. Even Kenta and Cody Ibushi would be, man, like, oh, I really can't wait. Like, that's why I love New Japan. They just make me so excited to be a wrestling fan. But that's going to be some good shit. Even Kenta and Osprey could probably have a good killer match. Um, I'm hoping... Let's see. The safe choice, I will think Will Osprey will win a block. I'm pretty sure Will Osprey is going to make it to the finals. Like, I can guarantee... I can put money on that, that Will Osprey is going to make it to the finals from a block. I would want it to be Kenta or Cody Ibushi, because I feel like Cody Ibushi deserves... To be the one to beat Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. So my picks are either Cody Ibushi or Will Ospreay for A Block. I'm hoping for Cody Ibushi. That's my main choice. 
B Block, uh, Tetsuya Naito, the new IWGP Intercontinental Championship. It's fucking Naito. Naito's fucking crazy. Go watch that match he had with Cody Ibushi for the IC title where he won it. Man, German suplexed Cody Ibushi's neck, twisted his neck on a fucking apron. Like, this guy's crazy. This guy's insane. Tomohiro Ishii, the new Neverweight Open champion. Uh, Ishii's always giving A-plus performances. Like, this was a guy I had, like, I saw him back in the day, probably, like, around... 2012, 2014, I was like, eh, I don't, I don't get what's so hype about this guy. And then I saw his matches with, like, Kenny or, like, great matches he's just had in general. And Ishii's nothing to fuck with, dude. This guy's great. Uh, Juice Robinson uh, just lost the title to Dean Ambrose, you know, uh, fucking John Moxley. Juice is going to go far in this tournament, I think, because he always has kind of shitty performances. In the, in the G1, like, he had a horrible performance last year where everyone beat him. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to have to defend my title. Because he was um, U.S. champion by that time. And when, you, um, when you're when you the champion in the G1 and you get beat, basically the guy who beats you is usually first in line. So, yeah, Juice is probably going to do great. Uh, Toroyano, <laughs> fucking always in there for some comedy. Godo's going to be in there. Jay White's in B-Block, which is interesting. Jay White's going to be there. Jeff Cobb. Should be awesome. Uh, Jeff Cobb and Jay White should definitely have a match. Uh, Shingo, which is getting the biggest push of his life, the fucking dragon right now. I would definitely not love to see uh, Shingo versus fucking Naito. That'd be awesome. Both members of Los Ingobernables fighting each other. Tai Chi, which, you know, I love Tai Chi. He's a great fucking heel. And that was a pretty good matches too. His match with Ishii was really good, too. And John Moxley, IWGP US champion. Definitely. First match on my list is Moxley versus Naito. Moxley versus Jay White. Like, I want to see this guy tear it up. I want a rematch of Moxley and Juice. But let's see. With my pick being um, Cody Bushi or Will Ospreay, my two picks of B Block would definitely be uh, Jay White, just because I love Jay White. But. John Moxley would be kind of cool, but I don't think he needs it, and he's starting AEW soon later on. But, man, I'm going to give it a juice. Imagine a final between Juice Robinson and fucking Cody Bushi or Juice Robinson and Will Ospreay. Those are the workhorses, man. Those are the guys. Like, everyone's a workhorse in New Japan, but those guys, Juice deserves a fucking final. I don't even care if he wins because I don't think he's ready, ready yet for the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Like, he could win at any time, and I would be happy for him, but I feel like not yet, you know what I mean? Because you're just starting to make a fucking diamond out of this guy, promo-wise, wrestling-wise, everything-wise. But if you can give me Juice Robinson at the end with, like, a fucking, you know, Cody Ibushi or Will Ospreay, I think that would be great. I feel like Juice deserves it, man. Juice is very, very fucking underrated. Like, I feel like he would just be fucking awesome. But, yeah, excited for the G1. Uh, it's going to be fucking awesome. It's, uh, I think, yeah, this is Will Ospreay's debut in the G1. He's never fought in the G1. Same thing with Kenta, you know, of course. Uh, Jeff Cobb's debut. Uh, Shingo's debut. Chi's debut. And John Moxley. A lot of G1 fucking uh, debuts, which is kind of cool. I love when they put more names in the G1 like that. But I'm really excited for it. I can't fucking wait. Uh, last little tidbit I want to talk about. 
just congratulations to AEW, all out, sold out in 15 minutes. You know, people can say, oh, ticket scalpers, whatever the fuck, but hey, those tickets are bought, tickets are all sold, like, all out is in. I actually wanted to try to go, and as soon as I saw it was fucking sold out, I was like, well, fuck that, so I'm going to still try to go. Hopefully, there are some ticket guys just selling their tickets in there, because I'm all in. <laughs> Get it. But yeah, 15 minutes, they sold out another big arena. And Cody was saying, like, damn, I wish I would have known. I would have made it a big arena. Like, legit, I feel like these guys can just sell out anything at this point. The the, the product's hot. Everyone's fucking hyped for it. And it's going to be great. But, yeah, I can't wait for the G1 Climax. Uh, NXT's on a roll. Ron SmackDown are doing whatever the fuck they do. The wildcard rule is killing it for me. And, uh, shit, that's it for me. Again, uh, if you got any questions or, you know, I hopefully want to start, like, a mailbag or something soon. Like, where people just ask me questions. You can ask me anything. Just hit me up in the email, you know, bkdragon92 at yahoo.com. Ask me any question. I'll answer it. Um, yeah, I think that's it for me. But I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. Uh, keep watching wrestling, of course, like always. And everyone, please just do yourself a favor. Just go watch New Japan. <laughs> I will I will promote this shit until I die. <laughs> go watch New Japan. It is the greatest wrestling in the world. Nothing beats it. Storyline-wise, wrestling-wise, it's great. Just everybody go fucking watch it. But that's it for me. Uh, peace out, guys. Take care.